You're listening to Were You Still Talking? Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This one's a little different because this is my guest appearance on the Ask Win podcast. I'll have links in the show notes if you want to check out that podcast. She is a pretty amazing woman who's written several books, and you'll hear more about her in on the actual podcast, so I won't take too much time on this. But I am a guest, so it's going to be me talking a lot more than usual, and the version you're hearing is me talking into my studio microphone at home and recording the phone call uh, also in my Pro Tools setup. So it'll be a little different than if you heard the podcast. If you just go to Ask Win and listen to the podcast there, this one's going to sound a little bit different. But again, thanks for joining us. It's about to start. Here we go. Welcome to Ask Win, everyone. I have a new-ish podcaster with me. His name is Joel, and he hosts a podcast called Were You Still Talking? Yes, Were You Still Talking? And we're not going to make you guys fall asleep because of that podcast title. And what we're doing today is um, Joel has nicely asked me, can I use Ask Win for my podcast as well? So, welcome to the Will You Still Talking fan base as well, because you guys get to hear this on his feed. So, Joel, I want to know why you started this love of podcasting. Or maybe it's a love-speech relationship, let's be honest. And I want to know why you do what you do. Well, uh, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show the reason I do what I do is I was having a lot of physical problems. I had uh, chronic back pain that was keeping me up all the time. I was having to take medications to sleep. And then I started kind of getting better from that. And I had a mysterious um, eye, ear, eye problem where I couldn't see very well. And I was having um, vertigo all the time. So I, was, I really couldn't watch TV and I could barely look at a computer. I, could, I couldn't read a book. So what do I do? I start investigating podcasts. I had listened to a podcast. I had listened to Shit Town before. Loved that podcast. And I thought, uh, I'd heard a lot about this Joe Rogan guy. And I thought, well, uh, let me just see what that's like. Oh, Wim Hof. He's got Wim Hof on. I don't know if you've ever heard of Wim Hof, but he's um, an amazing bundle of energy. Who He's like a superhuman he, he uh, sits in buckets of ice for hours on end, and he does all these crazy superhuman stuff. But he's also just like an um, unbelievable amount of positive energy. So I listened to that podcast, and then I saw, oh, well, he has Russell Brand on. He's a weirdo. Let me listen to this, this episode with Russell Brand. And I didn't know before listening to Joe Rogan that he had completely changed his life around. Not only had he quit drinking and, and running around with whoever he could find... But he also has really gone down a spiritual path, and he has his own podcast about spirituality, meditation, getting away from uh, the common everyday things. He's really about kind of um, breaking down politics and culture and how, um, you know, look, trying to find different ways to look at that and also... He has a lot of spiritual leaders on there. So I listened to those two, 
And then Kevin Smith was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and I thought, Kevin Smith, he's fantastic. You know, a big fan of Kevin Smith and his movies. And he's been podcasting since forever, which I found out talking to Rob Walsh. Uh, Kevin Smith is one of the early, early podcasters. So they're on there, and Kevin Smith is saying to Joe, oh, you, it's amazing how you've made all this money on your voice. All you do is sit around and talk. That's incredible. And Joe Rogan comes back with, oh, anyone could do this. No big deal. Anyone could. Oh, you know. yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. So, well, right. silly me. I'm an I'm a audio engineer anyway. I'm a drummer. I, ha- I have a studio full of microphones. And I said, oh, oh, really? Anyone could do this? So I went and did a little investigation of what does it really take. Well, first, you just record one. That's step one. So I recorded one with myself that's yeah. not very interesting, but it is it is there if anyone wants to, needs to, you know, to go to sleep or something. Uh, and then I did a phone call with a friend that was just a bunch of goofing around and a lot of fun, and it's it's just gone from there. And I've had, um, I understand what you mean by love-hate relationship. It can become a lot of work really fast, but the... The amount of uh, information that I've found out about people and um, about talking to different people. I've had a, a guest that hiked 1,200 miles of the Pacific Crest Trail. I've had my friend on, uh, Bruce, who did, who's doing a documentary on harpsichords and traveling to different countries of the world and around America to find out about that. Um, I've had, uh, well, Rob Walsh on from Libsyn, who is one of the very, one of the premier podcasters in the industry. I've had my friend John on a few times. One time we got, went to something called the Oregon Country Fair, which is a hard to describe experience, but we tried to describe it on the podcast. Uh, and yeah, it's it's been quite a journey. So, okay. What would your, what is your favorite thing about podcasting? And then your least favorite thing about podcasting. Oh, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. So my favorite thing about podcasting is that it um, it's still... I know there seems to be a lot of podcasts out there, but if you actually break down the numbers compared to television, even compared to YouTube, podcasting is still really new. So that I find that very exciting. And my favorite thing is that there are... Um, the people listening uh, get a very unique experience with a podcast, and they find out things that you know they might not find out anywhere else, especially with uh, when you're just doing interviews, people. And I, um, I love that there's no rules, so you can. I haven't been that crazy, but you can. You can do whatever you want. Oh, and my least favorite yeah. thing. My least favorite thing is that there's not a million people listening yet. That's that's my my least favorite part of it, and and to be to, to be <laughs> my least favorite yeah, right? part of it, right? guys. Let's be honest. Let's, let's be, be honest. honest. I mean, these. I mean, a book, a book, a book. And my dad, who I just lost in May, was also a professional sound engineer. He worked on the road with Bob Dylan. Oh, Neil wow. Diamond, John Denver. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the Pink Slide. Name a few. And he said, 
when I'm not touching your podcast, your <laughs> podcast is your own thing, or um, buy you the equipment, or support the podcast, or buy you the equipment. But when you're not getting me to touch the um, podcasting, I am a sound engineer at all. I'm not a podcasting engineer. And I wish he was, because I'm like, Dad, could you please tell me? He's like, no, I told you that, no. And now I miss him dearly because I'm like, help me figure this out. But no. And so um, people that edit podcasts for living, God bless you, because um, I I was living with the sound engineer up until um, the end of April, and then he got into the hospital. But I'm like, no, and I asked him, I said, well, while he was in the hospital, I said, do you want your iPad? Do you want your iPod? We can bring it down to you. And he goes, no. And that's when I knew um, he was super sick because I'm like, yeah, you love music, you love sound, you would complain to me to this day how bad sound is nowadays. And he just um, didn't want anything except his laptop and his cell phone, which were not good. And so I'm like, okay, now you're really sick. And now you're scaring me because um, you're refusing one of the things you love. But as I said, he wouldn't even touch my podcast. That's really interesting. Yeah, he probably thought it, it there wasn't enough to do. Honestly, he might have thought there, no, it's just not no. exciting enough. No, I'm like, no, that's, and I would believe me, I, as I said, he would hear me do the podcast, and I asked him once, I said, can you help me? And I, he goes, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not helping you with sound. And I'm like, okay. I'll do it on my own. But I find it funny that he sat behind that booth for so many years helping these major stores, and yet he didn't want to get into new technology. He was so, we love him dearly, but he was so stubborn in getting into new technology that when this podcasting thing came and he has listened to my podcast once it's published, and he's got heard me listening to it, but he would not touch that thing with a 10-foot pole. Wow, that's really interesting. He he didn't want to get into new technology, what is now not even new technology, but I, I can totally understand it from a sound engineer's point of view, because I... I got into sound engine. Well, I've been playing drums for a long, long time. So when I first started being recorded, when other people started recording me, you know, we were using stuff like tape and um, things that some yes. kids have never literally that seen. Tape, you guys, <laughs> that tape, by the way, which yeah. I still have, which I had biting on it. And if you guys have ever seen a dat tape? They're tiny, 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 tiny tiny tapes, and they're not as big as cassette tapes. They're tinier than that. And my dad, at one point, had a Nakamichi recording that tape um, 
ask that. And he loves that enough to meet you because um, it was the only thing that he thought you could record on. And he would tell me stories about um, recording on that Nakamichi, and I still have the dat tapes, and I know exactly where they are. And then he decided to um, transfer to CDs, but his first club was dat tapes. And yeah, so I know what you're talking about, Joel, when you say I've been recording for a long time. I, I know my sound in the here. Oh, well, you definitely, with what you just told me that your dad did. By the way, I'm really sorry to hear about your dad. Um, my dad all died suddenly, but it was years ago. So I understand what it's like to lose your parents. It's it's a very strange experience. Um, uh, yeah, so recording technologies. Uh, it's Anyway, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, and that is... That is the difficulty doing... When I started doing this, I, I was saying on my podcast, anyone can do this. Go out and buy a microphone, plug it in, go. And about halfway through... Oh, no. No, I'm still very new to it, but I, I've been doing it long enough to, to back that off and say, you know, get some help. <laughs> if you've never done it before, <laughs> there's a help. lot to it. That's a help. lot to it. Get some help. Uh, when I look at, you know, my favorite podcasts have engineers. One of the things that I've grown to love about Joe Rogan is that when he started, he did it. Like him and his buddy did everything. So when he knows his equipment, like a, lo a lot of podcasters, I don't think know their equipment at all, but he actually knows what he's using and, and you know, has made it fairly simple. I've seen some behind the scenes stuff. It's a fairly simple setup, but it sounds, it sounds very good. And I appreciate that. Although plenty of successful podcasts don't sound great. They don't have to. I guess people aren't that demanding. But uh, being an audio engineer, I like it to sound decent. Yes, yes, yes. And my dad would say the same thing. Although, as I said, you guys, he wouldn't touch this podcast. I'm like, well, do you want it to sound perfect? Why don't you help your child here figure it out? No way, no way. But uh, maybe eventually I'll get the sound in here. They actually know what I'm talking about. They wouldn't be shocked that I actually know about sound engineering because I grew up with it. I, um, I, my story is I fell in love with podcasting, and my family knows this story, Joel. And I fell in love with podcasting because I was looking at not only to go to a private school, but I was lucky enough to my eighth grade year of that private school, I was lucky enough to go to Washington, D.C. And my dad knew a news reporter um, who worked for NPR at the time. And so National Public Radio, for those of you who just thought we spoke French, and so <laughs> I, we all got to see a story break that day, whatever um, day we went. And my dad's friend knew, um, got us into NBR. Well, the eighth grade of that, I was, I was so fascinated by the bikes and by the boom arms that I was so fascinated by everything, not only watching the story break, live on national uh, 
national radio, but I was so fascinated by the boom arms and the bikes. I'm like, can I do that? When I grew up, and I didn't know, I didn't know that was a term called journalism. And so after my mom died, I decided I was going back to journalism school. And since then, I've taken a small little hiatus from journalism school because my life-changing um, situation. But I am happy to say I'm going back to journalism school and starting in January, yes, to finish my degree and get a full-fledged journalism degree. But I will ever be so happy when I get out of journalism school and graduate because I am super excited to be a credited journalist. I haven't been working on this journey since eighth grade. I mean, watching me as I grade light up and then PR, thinking this is what I can do for the rest of my life with um, with a physical disability. All I just need is to use my voice. And I, it took me a couple of years. It took me, the education belt took me away from my true love, which now the education belt has gotten me back into journalism. And I'm like, okay, I need to, ex- I need to sneak away from the education belt. And then I need to, um, Go back to my true love, which is journalism. Well, that's fantastic. I think that's awesome. Congratulations that you're going back because, one, we need more journalists journalists in this country. And, um, you know, to have someone yeah. trained in it and doing podcasting. And I'm, journalism is just, you yeah. know, it, it's so needed and it's such a wonderful thing. And you were, you're right, how, you were extremely lucky to be exposed to NPR at a national level early on, uh, you know, what a, what a great opportunity. They know what they're doing. Yeah, what a great opportunity. And speaking of them, they have a heap of podcasts that sound like NBR podcasts. And one of them is How I Built This, where um, Guy Boss takes um, solo entrepreneurs and talks to them about how they built their companies. And that's how I built this by NPR. Yes, I forget NPR. Yes, where I got my love of podcasting. Yes, where I got my love of journalism. So um, listen to that. And also S-Town is also by NPR. And they call it S-Town because you can figure out what the S stands for, you guys. But um, S town is a little bit more of uh interesting podcast, but the big one that I believe Gimlet um does is serial or maybe it's NPR WPRX, I don't know who does serial, but serial made it so that the rest of us could do what we do. Right, right. And Serial has become, it's 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 uh, always in the top 10. When S-Town first came out, it was the number one podcast for a little while. And I was, I got to see the, um, the producer did a little tour, a little theater tour. And he came to little old Eugene and talked to us about how that came about. And the story of how it came about is just as interesting as the podcast, because it was basically an accident 
Um, so it, it was really fun to hear that story and, and hear how they put it together. And um, it's also interesting that I'm sitting here, I am the production team for my podcast, uh, as you may know, um, production engineer, producer, uh, writer, et cetera, et cetera. They have like 20 people working on their podcast. So I think they cheat. Yes, I think they cheat too. And it's interesting because um, I think they cheat because it's interesting that you say that because they have 20 people because NBR has a staff to do it, including new staff. And I want to be eventually at the level of NBR, but we'll be at the work on it. But, uh, the first step is getting my journalism degree in. Um, so little old me has to work on it, but little old me will. And so, yeah, if you want, if you had to be educated by anyone, Joel, who would be and why? If I had to be educated by anyone, I would. It would be Michael Beckwith. Michael Bernard Beckwith is the minister for a place called Agape International Center of Truth, and because he talks about how all of us, um, all of us have the universe within us, and and uh, we're all alike, and we all have brilliance within us, and it's hard to explain. The guy has so much energy. So I guess if if I had to be educated by one person right now, I would say Michael Beckwith. So um, and you guys. My headphone just died, so I'm putting Joel on speakerphone there, but uh, that's okay. Uh-oh. And okay. so Michael Beckwith is your um, idol, and if you had the opportunity to ask him questions, what would it be and why? Oh, that's a tough one, um, because he's answered so many of the questions I would have. Um, let me see. Oh, yes, Okay. I guess the question would be, why do I keep going back to my old self, and why don't I stick with um, uh, the the universe that I know is available to me? <laughs> I know, uh, you know, I think everyone has this problem. There are days, like today, I'm on a podcast, I'm having a very good day, this is a lot of fun, my energy is very creative. The people you have on your show, like, you have a, a whole list of guests who have done amazing things in their life and, you know, have some great energy and, and teach about all kinds of things and help all types of people. So uh, my question is, why? what happens on those days when I don't feel that way, when I go back and I'm feeling very small again and, and uh, in, introverted and, um, I don't know, what's the word? Disconnected. Disconnected. So your question to him would be, how do I get my energy back to do what I'm doing? Right. Right. Yeah. How do I keep that energy up all the time? Um, and I, I've been, lately I've been doing more meditation than, than I have for a while. So that definitely helps. But it's hard to meditate 12 hours a day. Although I know people do. There are people that do. Yep. And I presume you're doing this as a side gig. You're doing the podcast as a side gig. 
I am doing the podcast as a side gig. I had, um, of course, like all of us podcasters, I have big dreams of one day being able to do it for a living. After listening to a lot of the feed and having Rob on my show, I I realized that it's um, it's a better sort of mindset to do it for fun. For you know, if as long as I'm having fun doing it, as long as I keep. Uh, getting great people on the show, which is, um, it's only hard because I, I don't ask people enough, but almost everyone I've asked has come on the show. So it's, uh, yeah, it's more about putting out good energy, putting out positive energy and, and having fun right now. It's, it's a, it is a, a side gig. Yes. Well, guess what? My side gig is going to turn into my full-time gig yeah, as of, May 2020, because I am walking away from the educational space. I am becoming a journalist. I am becoming a motivational speaker, and this is how I got my start. I can't do motivational speaking without help, and because of my cerebral palsy and my bad back, I can barely travel. So I might as well use a phone to motivational speak. Literally, I bought me a laptop to motivational speak because um, people need to know about cerebral palsy. They also need to know where you're still talking, and they also need to know about you and little old you. And so who would be your dream guest if you could have one? Who would be, actually, uh, honestly, if I could have any guest that I could could have I would like to have Joe Rogan on the show to ask him all the ins and outs of podcasting and and his podcast because he's probably sick of talking about that stuff but that's who I'd like to have on the show he is kind of the expert e- even though you know I know some people might get tired of his unique voice but he has had so many diverse guests on his show which I find to be really um, open. I find that really open-minded. I'm not that open-minded. There are people I could could never have on my show because it would I would just start screaming at them. But he's very good at not... <laughs> he's very good at not doing it. I mean, I, he lectures people, but he doesn't, you know, he's very good at listening to other people. Well, I, I am getting to the point where I can be open-minded. I... I can be open-minded. I can get in trouble for being open-minded. And so, yeah, I'm working on being less open-minded, but I can get in trouble. But I think journalism school is um, teaching me a nice lesson. And you're, I, from what I understand, in journalism, you are supposed to be open-minded, but that seems to be being whittled away a little bit in at least on a in, yeah. in big news and in small news i mean i happen to know that a lot of people on local news channels have no business in journalism at all they have no training in journalism they're not journalists they don't investigate a story anymore so that's a a sad and scary thing they google they google it and call it good right. i mean no i and i hate to do this but my local they had uh, Amazon Smart Speaker still. And they said on the Amazon Smart Speaker, I'm listening to it in a flash 
pleasing. And I, they said on the Amazon Smart Speaker Skill, we're going towards our website more than our um, Amazon Smart Speaker Skill and our Google Smart Speaker Skill. I said to someone um, who's a very good friend of mine, I said, look, they just lost half their population because half of us can't read a newspaper due to we can't physically hold a newspaper. And even though it's online, I'm like, okay, you guys, you need to be uh, up with the times and be along with the times. Right. Yeah, that's pretty unbelievable. Pretty unbelievable. So, yeah, my, my local newspaper, and I said in Aspen, Colorado, my local newspaper has given up the Amazon smart speaker skills and the Google smart speaker skills because they want to focus on more online and they want to focus on the tourism industry and knock it off with the local news. And it drives me back. It really drives me back that um, they want to focus more on making money off of tourism than they do the local news. And I'm like, okay, enough with the Aspen Times smart speaker skills. I got rid of it because I'm like, nope, nope, we're not doing this monkey dance of let's not have a smart speaker skill. But people need to be up with the times. So, Joel, what is your favorite podcast? And then I'm going to ask where can everyone find you, and then you can turn the mic on me. Oh, fantastic. Um, my, I have so many favorite podcasts now, so it's really hard to pick a favorite. Um, I guess the one I listen to the most, and it's largely because of the guests that he has, is the Joe Rogan Show. So uh, I'll kind of, um, with, a, with a little embarrassment, admit that that's one of my favorites. Um, and it is, it's largely because he can, the guests he get are very diverse and interesting. Um, but there, there are a lot of them I really love. And what was the second part of the question? It seems like... Where can people find you? Oh, people can find me on Apple Podcasts, Were You Still Talking? They can find me on, I, if they just Google Were You Still Talking? I also have a website, whereyoustilltalking.com. Uh, it comes up on Lipson. I'm on all the different podcasting um, sites that are available. I'm also on Facebook, and it's Joel A. Albrecht, I believe, on Facebook. I'm looking at my notes now. I knew I would need my notes. Uh, it's probably not going to come up fast enough. But uh, um, I am Jolie Schmoley on Instagram. I'm also Joel A. Albrecht, at Joel A. Albrecht on Twitter. And um, the other 27 social media sites I've not got on yet. No. No. We're slowly working on your media presence. Because I I know a secret, guys. Sound engineers like to focus on sound engineering. They don't like to focus on social media. And that's what I learned when my dad was alive. He didn't like social media worth a dawn. So I know my sound engineers like to focus on good quality sound. And I, yeah. 
Now, Joel, do you have any questions for me as we tie this interview up? I do. I have a couple questions. I wanted to start with one of the questions that I asked. I have an everybody questions list. And so I wanted to just ask you one of those questions because it always gets a really, really interesting answer. Do you like turtles? <laughs> do I like turtles? Do you like turtles? Do yes, I turtles. Like turtles. As in sea turtles. Well, sea I turtles is one kind of turtles. That's the kind I like. <laughs> do I like turtles? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I I love turtles because I've gone to Hawaii more than once and I've snorkeled with sea turtles and they're just, I don't know, they're a very peaceful kind of animal, just mellow, peaceful. So that that was one of them. The other one is going right back to social media. Um, you do a lot more on social media than I do. I actually do a fair amount of Facebook and I'm now, I have a crazy, I forgot to mention my YouTube channel, which is now Joel Albrecht at Were You Still Talking is my long, complicated YouTube thing. But if um, i got to figure out a better way for people to find that. I'll put it in my show notes anyway. And on my YouTube channel, I, do, I put my podcast up automatically because I can do that through Libsyn. And I also do, I'm a big flight simulator fan. I'm a licensed pilot, but it's been 10 years since I've been able to fly, so... I fly in the flight simulator a lot, and then I also do, um, I just put up drum solos just for fun. So that's one of the, YouTube is becoming a social media outlet. I mean, it's been that way a while, but so that's another place that I do social media. So you uh, participate a lot more in social media, I've I noticed, and um, over, uh, first of all, overall, you know, Tell me about what you think is good and bad about it, and how do we continue? I mean, you are a positive force on social media. How do we like? How do we continue to make it more of a positive place? Make social media handicapped accessible. Hello. Well, that would help. Make social media work with screen <laughs> readers. Make social media work for people with stigmatism. Make social media work for people with limited mobility, like I have. I mean, I'm tapping away on my phone, you guys. Phone doesn't work, and I have a laptop, and I barely can type on a laptop. So make social media more handicapped accessible. End of story. Yeah. Okay, that, ma that makes story. sense. And yeah, end of story before I start reading <laughs> Because, hello, make social media handicapped accessible and uh, let podcasters be podcasters on social media and let podcasters just hide if they need to. And I've been hiding a lot this year, you guys. You guys know why. And so I would say my piece of advice would be make social media more handicapped accessible. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I actually never type a post. I almost always talk my posts, but then you got to go back and fix them. So it, yeah, it, it doesn't always work. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't oh, doesn't no, really doesn't. work that way. I completely understand what you're talking about. 
Yes, but that makes a lot of sense no, to me. Make social media more handicapped accessible. No, and I was just talking to someone this morning who um, who has said to me, and I mentioned this on the podcast. I said on the recording, I said, "Do you have any contacts with Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter?" Thank you very much because I need to talk to him about making Twitter more handicapped accessible. And we need to make social media a more peaceful place. That's the biggest thing for me, is make it a more peaceful place. I'm, uh, there's been a lot of you know, news stories, and this could be blown out of proportion, but I don't know that it is, about um, the difficulties for kids, especially um, being in the social media world. I can't imagine... Uh, you know, walking to school and tripping over a shoelace and having it all over social media It, it, it when I was well, 11 years old. I mean, it, it's hard to even no. imagine that kind of stress. I grew and, up in the 90s kid. I grew up as a 90s kid. I still know AOL, you got mail. So that dates me. And I'm 32 years old, and I don't know these confangled computers. I barely know how to get around my phone, let alone these Snapchats and Instagram stories, and um, I barely know how to get uh, around my phone, let alone Googling, let alone everything else these kids do nowadays. Yeah, and they're so, I mean, I'm sure half of what they do nowadays I've never heard of. You know, Snapchat must be old because I know what it is. No, and TikTok. TikTok is a new one on me. And so uh, TikTok, I'm not on. I'm a barely on Facebook and a barely on Twitter. And Twitter's a jam, and um, people know that. And so, Joel, I appreciate your time, and I'm going to let you go. And I hope that your fans enjoy this interview. And I'll be back on Joel's podcast. Were you still talking? Because I'm going to share my inside story, and that ought to be interesting. That ought to be interesting. And so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and you can follow me all over the place, even on Facebook, and you can find me under Win W-I-N, Charles, on Facebook. I'm slowly but slowly back on Facebook. Oh. And I'm definitely on Twitter. I'm definitely on. Um, I am starting up a YouTube channel. You guys, you guys know that from my podcast. But I need to get my life organized. Probably in 2020, when I get my life organized enough, so I can do more social media for the podcast. But I truly appreciate the support, whether it's financially, whether it's. Um, listenership with it just sending me good vibes to get me through 2019 still standing till 2020 and you guys know why I say that and so you guys can Venmo me, you guys can tell me, you guys can do whatever you want as far as financially or just share this episode out with a friend as Joel said we need more downloads of these independent broadcasters and um, NPR and Joe Rogan do not because we 
they want to talk podcast and then beyond the school of play, Duvalgin has a school of 10, probably. And so we need help as independent podcasters. So the best thing you can do is share this episode out or just share and leave a review in Apple Podcasts. And if you scroll down all the way on Apple Podcasts, um, on your computers, you can leave a review and, or you can donate to me financially, Venmo, PayPal, you name it, or just DM me or email me for the information. And Joel, I appreciate the time. Thanks, Joel. And thank you guys for listening. Thanks you guys. The organizer has ended this super conference. Goodbye. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Were You Still Talking? This is Joel Albrecht, and this has been my appearance on the Ask Win podcast, my end of the recording. Hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back with lots more guests real soon. Be good to each other.